from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Yes, it's national news for week commencing March 25, 2018. I'm Graham, VK4BB. WIA Director Peter VK8ZZ and Merit Awards. WIA News looks at the WIA AGM and Conference. WIA at the Asia-Pacific Telecommunity Meeting, The Outcomes. These stories and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia and for week of March 25. Australia will stand for re-election to the Council of the International Telecommunication Union later this year. Critical comms magazines say the announcement was made in a joint statement released by the Minister for Foreign Affairs, Julie Bishop, and the Minister for Communications, Mitch Fifield. Australia has been an active member of the Council since 1959. We play a pivotal role in the ITU's support for communications in our region, especially in addressing cyber security challenges. The Minister said the departments will work together to campaign for Australia's ITU re-election. On March 19, ISS astronaut Scott Tingle and the Templestowe Valley Primary School made contact, utilising a telebridge, between NA1SS and VK4KHZ in Glendon, Queensland. The contact was audible over portions of Australia on 145.8. This unique opportunity came about after student and amateur radio enthusiast Archie Toy VK3FTOY heard about the amateur radio on the International Space Station program and made inquiries. And WIA reporter VK2FKND notes that I was able to listen in to astronaut Scott Tingle heard loud and clear here in The Hunter. In a moment, Peter VK8ZZ, Secretary WIA, with the Merit Award Program. But first, registration is now open for the 2018 WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM via the form on wia.org.au. Friday, the traditional informal dinner and get-together is being held at Fisherman's Wharf Tavern on Main Beach. Saturday morning, the formal WIA AGM and Open Forum will take place in SeaWorld's Conference Centre. This important event will be followed by an eye-opening afternoon program entitled Beyond 2020. 7pm Saturday, the WIA annual dinner is at SeaWorld's Shoreline Restaurant, featuring the restaurant's signature seafood buffet. And during the evening, guests will hear from Jeff Johnson, VK4XJJ, about his walk across Australia with amateur radio. Sunday morning, consider something different. An early morning champagne and breakfast hot air balloon. Take your radio with you and discover how far you can work from such great heights. Sunday morning will also feature tours of the Queensland Telecommunications Museum, a tour of the Surf Lifesaving Command Centre, plus a variety of demonstrations and displays of amateur radio equipment. And for those not travelling back to their home QD8 Sunday afternoon, you're invited to join the WIA for a free barbecue courtesy of the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society. The WIA Merit Award Program identifies and recognises outstanding achievement in the field of amateur radio that furthers the science of radio and or service to the WIA. The awards play an important role in promoting excellence with nominations made by WIA members and then decided by the WIA Board. Nominations are now being called for the 2018 awards. WIA Merit Awards include the GA Taylor Medal, WIA Honorary Life Membership, Chris Jones Award, Ron Wilkinson Achievement Award, WIA Technical Excellence Award, WIA Foundation Licence Award and the President's Commendations. A full list of the origin of each award and the previous recipients is available on the WIA website. 
The list of the current, Ford re- current award recipients and their achievements will be published in Amateur Radio magazine and on the Sunday morning broadcast. Nominations should be in the approved format utilising the form which is on the WIA website. Details in the text version of this broadcast. The, the specific award is not part of the nomination process. That decision is made by the WIA Board of Directors and all WIA merit awards are not necessarily awarded each and every year. If a nomination is successful, these are usually announced at the WIA annual general meeting and, where possible, presented at that gathering of members. Nominations close soon on the 15th of April 2018. In addition, there are also awards issued by the Publications Committee and the WIA DX Awards Committee. WIA attends Asia-Pacific Telecommunity Meeting. A summary of the report of our representative Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, is on wia.org.au, WIA front page news. The Asia-Pacific Telecommunity is a regional telecommunications organisation that, among other things, develops the Asia-Pacific regional view on World Radio Conference 2019 agenda items. The Australian delegation of some 47 members was jointly headed by the ACMA and Department of Communications and the Arts. VK1DSH represented the WIA and therefore Australia's amateur service and was specifically responsible for WRC 19 Agenda Items 1.1 and 9.1.6. The main WRC 19 amateur issue is Agenda Item 1.1, which relates to a possible new amateur allocation in the 50 to 54 MHz frequency band. This, however, in ITU Region 1, and is not of direct concern for Region 3 amateurs. However, it is important to ensure that any decision made by WAC-19 on this issue do not affect the Region 3 amateur allocations. A summary of the main results from APG-19-3. Region 1, the 5054 MHz amateur allocation is looking good. Additional spectrum for small satellites, OK, but worth watching. Railway systems, possible new allocation, OK, but again watch. Spectrum for intelligent transport systems, OK, but does remain a threat. Additional RLAN spectrum at 5 gigs, OK, but remains a threat. And wireless power transmission for electric vehicles, OK, but again, remains a threat. Links and much more when you read the text edition. And as always, remember, Google is your friend here or go to wia.org.au. Front page news. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, local VK2 and VK7 news services, and the worldwide sources of the WIA, including VK2 Fox Kilo November Delta. I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. The first individually licensed amateurs in Tunisia are now able to get on the air. Of the ten people who passed the first exam, five were able to attend a special ceremony to receive their documents personally. President of the National Frequencies Agency, Ashraf Chabain, and the Amateur Radio Committee President, Mehdi Hamem, spoke of the hard work of all involved. Starting from a decree, a dossier was established and exams were developed. The worldwide shift to online amateur radio exams and licensing continues to gather pace. The latest country to adopt it is Indonesia. 
The new online state amateur radio examination and licensing system shows the government's commitment to provide easy, fast and transparent services. The implementation of e-licensing aims to facilitate the stakeholders, especially their regulator, along with the Amateur Radio Organisation of Indonesia. Taking advantage of e-licensing to young people aged 9 were among the 291 people who took the amateur radio exam using the new online state amateur radio examination licensing system. The Indonesian government regulator reports that Muhammad and Raditya were the first child participants in the online exam. The article doesn't clarify if the nine-year-olds were actually able to get an amateur radio licence after passing the exam. It appears that the amateur radio regulations in Indonesia ban people under 14 years of age from holding an amateur licence. The RSGB is planning to open the National Radio Centre every Monday, starting on Monday the 2nd of April, Easter Monday. This now means that the National Radio Centre inside Bletchley Park will be open to the public six days a week. The National Radio Centre attracts around 26,000 visitors a year. A new permanent exhibition at Bletchley Park tells the story of the bomb machines that help break the Enigma Code in the actual hut that housed the machines, Hut 11A. The bomb breakthrough explains in detail the challenges posed by Enigma and explores how Alan Turing, Gordon Welchman and others devised the machine that helped solve it. The Daily Mail reports the BBC has cancelled plans to switch off FM radio broadcasts and force millions of listeners to tune into digital transmissions. The corporation is set to announce FM will remain as part of a hybrid future that will operate alongside DAB and the internet. We all once thought that DAB was the only digital future of radio, but audiences want choice. BBC director Bob Shannon is said to have told the radio industry conference in Vienna, known as Radio Days Europe. The Canadian Society, the RAC, have selected Don Victor Echo 7 Delta Sierra and Keith Victor Echo 7 Kilo Whiskey as co-recipients of the RAC Amateur of the Year Award for 2017 for their work that made the Victor Echo 100 Victor India Mike Yankee a part of Canadian amateur radio history. The project was a uniquely Canadian special event station, VE100 VIMY, and the conception, planning, organising and fulfilment of the project was done by Don, team leader, and Keith, deputy team leader and chief engineer of the Vimy Commemorative Station Society. Together, these two guys made the project happen, a project that involved more than 40,000 amateurs around the world. Still after 9-11, the beat goes on. On February 14, a 19-year-old gunman shot and killed 17 people at a rampage at Parkland School in Browood County, Florida. Audio released from police voice communication recordings reveal frustration on the part of officers responding to the incident, in particular complaints about congestion on the air. Stations beating with each other. I can't transmit for some reason, said one officer. Just so you know, we're having trouble transmitting, said another. For some reason. Uh, so I don't know if it's because of radio problems, but I'm... Wow, that just, you know, we're having... Oh, my transmitting. Don't further advise. All cities, all radios be advised to keep your traffic to a minimum. With each transmission, it's causing it to crash. It's overloaded right now for a Motorola. Officials say the system was working as intended and that the users were running into a throttling issue as the radio channels became more and more congested. An in-depth story is reported by the US National Public Radio, including comments from Bill Schreier, senior advisor to FirstNet and a recent speaker at Comms Connect Melbourne. 
for WIA National News in Sydney. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. This weekend sees the CQ WWWPX SSB contest running from 0001 hours GMT on Saturday to 23.59 hours GMT on Sunday. SSB only on the 1.8 MHz contest bands. The exchange of signal port and serial number. August 11 and 12. VK Remembrance Day Contest. August 18 19. Worldwide Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. October 6. Worldwide OCR NDX Contest. And another non contest style on air activity is May 12 and 13. It's the annual Mills on the Air. You could help bring some life back into Australia's heritage mills by joining the Mills on the Air scheme. Once thought of as mainly a UK event, the scheme has spread to Europe and since last year has Australia as a member. Tony, VK3KKP, picks up the story. Thanks to the Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Group and Peter, VK3CC, Smeaton Mill in Victoria in 2017 was the first Australian mill to be registered with Mills on the Air. Why not get your club to adopt a local mill? Any type will do, such as a flour, woolen or paper mill, whether working, derelict, or just the site of an old mill. It's a simple process to register with the originators of the scheme, Denbydale Radio Club. This year, Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club will be coordinating the activation of Anderson's Mill. There are heritage and festival events being held simultaneously this year at Smeaton, and I do know that the National Trust of Australia and the press are taking a great interest in our proposed activities. It's a low-key family event and not a contest, and is being held on the weekend of the 12th and 13th of May 2018, so you have plenty of time to join in. The website, adoptamillacrossaustralia.com.au, gives you all the details you need to join in. I'm Tony, VK3KKP. WIA National News, it's the DX Edge. Crozier and Glorious Islands will probably stay rare for now. A letter by Sebastian, F5UFX, was sent out to the media this past weekend explaining the status of amateur radio from French overseas territories and their project for an expedition to these islands. Currently, both Crozier, FT-W, and Glorioso Islands, FT-G, are both ranked on Club Log's DXCC Most Wanted list, number 3 and number 13 respectively. The expeditions seem unlikely due to the many TAAF island restrictions for protecting the birds, ecosystems and safeguarding biodiversity. If you pointed the beam southwest from Glorioso, you'd find stations active from Zululand. The Zululand Amateur Radio Club, ZS5ZLB, is activating ZSFF0102, Zalinga Forest Nature Reserve in Zululand, March 25 from 10 hours to 13 hours UTC. They will be using the preferred frequency of 7.145 or thereabout. All QSOs will be confirmed via QSL card. Nearly 100k QSOs for Z60A. Before shutting down on the 12th of March, Z60A and Kosovo had logged 98,450 contacts during its celebratory operations. The 30-day-long initial activation of the newest DXCC entity encountered 30,541 individual call signs in 174 DXCC entities. QSL cards will be printed soon. The EIDX group are activated 7Q7EI from Malawi to the 3rd of April. They will operate on 160-10m using CWSSB and RIDI. They particularly plan to be active in the CQ WWWPX SSB contest this weekend. QSL via M0OXO. The Italian the expedition team are QRV from Cameroon as TJ3TT from 15 to 29 March. Look for them on 160 to 10 metres CWSSB and digital. 
With the operational news you can trust, I'm Felix VK4FUQ for the WIA National News Service. Just ahead of Brett, Kimberley and Jono, I'm Graham VK4BB just stepping in with Media Watch and Wireless Weather. And sure, ham radio can save lives, but that doesn't apparently count if you're a zombie. Series 8, episode 11 of the TV show The Walking Dead seems to try to make that point. An abandoned QDH with radio equipment and a stack of messages designed to reassure anybody who can copy the operator's signal. Also found, a corpse, a zombified man, presumed to have been the ham radio operator waiting to transmit those messages. The fact that the deceased ham was waiting on good band conditions tells us this is definitely a show of fiction. Not fiction, but a crack in the sun. A look at wireless weather. Last Sunday, March 18, an unexpected crack opened in the Earth's magnetic field, sparking a brief but potent G2-class geomagnetic storm. Bright auroras ringed the Arctic Circle, whilst in Europe, the light show descended as far south as Germany. Spaceweather.com explains the phenomena of magnetic cracks and how you can actually monitor them. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With worldwide special interest group news, I'm Brett, VK7FTAS. Now, special interest groups, final frontier and first, sneaky satellites. Further to last week's news item about the unauthorised launch of four tiny satellites... The four communication satellites that Swarm Technology had launched into orbit from India in January without approval were designed to test out an Internet of Things communication network from space by communicating with ground stations and swapping data for as long as eight years. Well, Swarm's application to operate them from space was rejected by the FCC in December, with the agency citing concerns about their possible collision with other craft in space. The FCC noted that the miniature nature of the Space Bees technology would make them difficult to track to prevent such collision. The FCC has set aside permission it previously gave Swarm for its next four satellites, due to be launched in April, pending further review of the unauthorised launch. Now, a 3U-cube satellite, dubbed the HuskySat-1, is being developed by the University of Washington and will be launched into a high-inclination low-Earth orbit late 2018. HuskySat-1 is a 3U-cube set with propulsion capabilities in the form of a pulsed plasma thruster. It'll demonstrate the capabilities of new technologies being developed at the university and expand the capabilities of CubeSats as a whole. HuskySat-1 will carry a 30 kilohertz wide 145-435 to meg linear transponder for amateur radio, SSBCW communications, along with 1K2 BPSK telemetry. Now the satellite will also transmit BPSK in the 24 gig band. Now lunar amateur radio satellites. China's DSLWP A1-A2 satellites are to transmit amateur radio data from the moon. China is planning to launch the Shang'e-E4 lander and rover which is slated to land on the far side of the moon in December. The lander configuration will use a relay satellite for a control and data link with Earth. Ming Chuanghui, BG2BHC, reports that DSLWP is a lunar formation flying mission for low-frequency radio astronomy, amateur radio and education, consisting of two microsatellites. 
Developed by students at the Harvard Institute of Technology, the amateur radio payload on board DSLWPA1 will provide telecommand uplink and telemetry, uh, also digital image downlinks. The team proposes downlinks for A1 on 435.425 megs and 436.425 megs, while downlinks for A2 will be at 435.400 and 436.400 using 250 BPS GM5K with concertated codes, or JT65B. The planned launch into a 200 by 9,000 kilometre lunar orbit is June, and the moon landing is in December. Now, WW Special Interest Group's Females in Radio, just ahead of VK2, KMI, and a very in-depth look at what got one young ham in the US into ham radio comes news on New Zealand's Thelma Super YL contest. It is with a lot of regret that the Executive Committee of WARO, W-A-R-O, has announced that the Thelma Super Contest will not be held this year. No other details were available as we went to air. Attracting more women to amateur radio, VK2, KMI. Following International Women's Day, I spent some time researching for this segment and found myself lost in a myriad of internet threads about how to attract more women to amateur radio. It was the kind of internet rabbit hole that we occasionally find it difficult to extract ourselves from. There was a list of do's and don'ts, interestingly enough written by a man, and comments about avoiding the double-bind stereotype, the stereotype that says women are nice, kind and compassionate and therefore don't make good leaders, etc. Then I found the story of Destiny Kosna, KG5MRD, which illustrates wonderfully how to support a girl's interest in amateur radio. Destiny writes, My parents are both ham operators back in the state where I grew up. My dad started a few years before 1980 after joining with the county search and rescue team. My mum learned of ham radio from her father, and sometime in the early 1980s, she got her licence. She joined Search and Rescue a few years later, and met my father. So I grew up listening to all these stories, and all the usual radio chatter. I still remember one particular evening when I was quite young, talking to my grandparents in Montana, from the radio in the back room, and asking when I would get to have my licence. Unfortunately, life got busy and I lost interest for a while. I graduated high school, moved out on my own, and ended up in Texas. At that point, I wanted to get my license. I didn't have contacts to find a class or a place to test, so it took a couple of years before I asked the right person and managed to find my way into the world of ham radio. Once again, links are in the text version of this broadcast. I'm Kimberly Olson, VK2KMI, for the WIA National News. Now, still with young timers in South Africa, the SARL will be hosting 80 young radio amateurs between 16 and 25 years old in August. Participants are joining the Yota camp from many European, Near East and African countries. Yota is the acronym for Youngsters on the Air and has the objective of drawing together young licensed radio amateurs to learn new radio communication skills, discuss and share ideas about amateur radio and its future. The participants will be exposed to building a transceiver, creating a Barkar set to fly on high-altitude balloons, learn about each other's cultures and focus on how to take amateur radio forward in their own countries. Now, from the young to the not-so-young, we take a look at radio amateur old-timers. 
The Radio Amateur Old Timers Association has been operating uh, GB60OT during 2018 as part of its Diamond Jubilee celebrations. GB60OT uh, is active until 25th of March, UTC, operated by Sion, M0TRJ. Now, worldwide special interest groups Rescue Radio, or Radio Rescues. While being in CUSO with friends in New York and Germany, Lother, HK3JCL, heard a cry for help and recognised the voice of a friend in Germany. This wheelchair-dependent friend lay immobilised in his home and had used his Vox-operated transceiver to call for help, which arrived via Lother in Colombia and another German amateur in Hamburg, who alerted the local police to the situation. Now, special interest groups, VHF and above. Is Spectrum above VHF where the future lies? Radio communication started off long and medium wavelengths, first on maritime mobile spark transmissions and years later followed by AM broadcasting. After radio amateurs discovered shortwave DX communication, the commercial world rushed down to shortwave 2 to make their worldwide transmissions. In time, commercial stations realised that they needed more bandwidth to operate their TV stations and FM broadcasting stations, which was then available on VHF. With the advent of commercial satellite operation, DSTV became possible on the KU microwave bands, but for a small group. Most radio amateurs were reluctant to explore these higher frequencies except for repeater operation on VHF. Now, fortunately, there were several overseas amateurs who ventured to experiment on the microwave bands, even as high as the terahertz spectrum. What has now become clear is that DX can be worked almost daily on EME when the moon is visible using small portable dishes, low power and digital on microwave frequencies, which could be a boon for townhouse EME operation. This is Brett, VK7FTAS with the WIA National News. Heading towards the end of WIA National News for another week on the social scene. It's happening today, March 25 in VK3, EMDRC's Hamfest at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. March 31 through to April 1 in VK2, Yurunga Radio Convention. With fox hunts and convention activities on both days, quizzes, raffles, trade tables available, pre-loved gear, etc. Now getting to Yurunga is even easier. What with the new deviation open, it also means Yurunga is a lot less busy. So why not make a break from your busy lifestyle, slow down a bit at quiet, restful Yurunga, where the rivers meet the sea. You know, it's the longest-running fox hunt convention in Australia. The social gathering for the Saturday night at the bowling club is always well attended. Just see Ken VK2DGT at the convention. The Saturday night fox hunt is always very popular, and many, many fox hunters compete for the Arnold Austin Memorial Award and the Brian Slark Memorial Award overall for two days. Mobile and pedestrian hunts are in the offing. Where is it? The Senior Sits Hall, Bower Street at Yurunga. April 22 in VK5, South Coast Amateur Radio Club's annual Buy, Swap and Sell happens between 10 and 3. May 12 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest. Doors open at 10am. Now this year's event will be a change venue, Brandon Park Community Centre. That's at 649 Fern Tree Gully Road, Glen Waverley. The Moorabbin Radio Club's annual Hamfest is proud to be Victoria's biggest with displays and sales of new and pre-loved equipment. A must-come, must-see event for everybody interested in radio communications and electronics. Major door prizes, free tea and coffee, light refreshments and a sausage sizzle will be on offer. Trader table bookings and general inquiries can be made by emailing vk3gl at bigpond.com 
or phoning 0418 171 601. Another big one happens April 7 to 8 in VK3 and Tanapalooza 2018. This is a combined effort by EMDRC, GGREC, MDRC and Fampark at Drulin. This one even made it internationally as reported on our sister news service, Amateur Radio Newsline. We close with the story of a creative homebrew competition in Australia. It's a fun challenge, that is, once you get the hang of it, in every sense of the word. Here's John Williams, VK4JJW. When it comes to amateur radio, have you ever felt like hanging it up? If you're in central Victoria, that option just became a reality. Ham's attending Antenna Palooza, a two-way club event next month just east of Dandenong, will be encouraged to enter an antenna-building competition using metal coat hangers. That's right, those very same things that you've got in your closet keeping your jackets and shawls from getting wrinkled. Using a pair of pliers and some creativity, homebrew enthusiasts will get to grab as many as a dozen hangers and work their magic. Their goal? To create an antenna useful for the 2 metre or 70 centimetre band. Judges will score them on originality, attractiveness, gain, and of course, SWR. Now this is the first time in its five-year history that the Antenna Palooza gathering has set this kind of challenge. The event usually concentrates on more conventional antennas like dipoles, loops and beams. If this year's coat hangers are a success, perhaps next year they can move on to umbrella stands. John, you'd probably end up using a tuned cavity there as well. Hang on, the door. I'll just check the door. Looks looks like a late entry to the news. We've got our WIA director, David Ford. So we'll bring David in. I'll say goodbye now. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly, but here's David. Have you signed up for the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention to be held at SeaWorld Resort on the Gold Coast yet? There's some awesome sessions, and every one of the 19-plus events looks fascinating. The weekend is so action-packed that on Saturday afternoon, there are actually two streams of content running simultaneously. Remember that for everything other than the 90-minute AGM part of the weekend on Saturday morning... Non-WIA members are most welcome to come along. It will be held from the 18th to the 20th of May 2018, which is in eight short weeks. Put your registration in today to help the organising committee further plan for the event, and also so that you don't miss your chance to attend if it sells out. You can book tickets by following the link on the right side of the WIA website at wia.org.au. If you are planning a longer stay in the Gold Coast, the Commonwealth Games are only a month before the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention, and at the time of recording, tickets are still available. Now, as the board, we frequently get asked, what can we do to improve uptake and retention in the hobby? Well, like most things, there is a complex answer and a simple answer. Right now, today, or this week, if you're a club, you can act. The first act... I'll call the fun police. The second act, big goals. The third, sharing is caring. And the fourth, the big question. Act one, the fun police. Hobbies are all about fun and they are a form of entertainment. If you aren't having fun and the hobby is not rewarding, your motivation will fall and you'll give it up. That's the same for almost everyone. Now, 
When we look at many clubs, we see they are structured in a hierarchical way. There will be a president, a vice president, a secretary, a treasurer, and you may have a few other roles. The club will meet regularly, and the typical agenda considers reports from different parties. There may be a presentation of varying interest, and then the meeting closes. Sometimes this could be called fun. Other times, not so much. To introduce newcomers to the hobby and retain their interest in an ever-noisy world, flip the model and empower your club with someone whose role it is to play the fun police. This is an independent role for your club and has a conflict of interest if the same person tries to perform any other role in the club. Your fun police's motto is that if it's not fun, don't do it, or at least minimise it. If part of your club meetings is boring then it's the fun police's job to respectfully highlight that it's stale. If there's someone acting in a way that makes the hobby less fun for others, bring in your fun police to have a quiet and private word with them. In retail, there is a theory that unless your bricks and mortar store can, can, can create a compelling experience that people love to be a part of without buying something, an experience that's entertaining and keeps people coming to the store just because they want to be there, then don't bother with opening a bricks-and-mortar store at all. If your customer experience isn't compelling, then your strategy is better pursued online. Now, there are some exceptions to that. So, this too can be applied to hobbies. This experience must be compelling, entertaining, rewarding, and most importantly, enjoyable. Nominate your club a fun police force to make it happen. If it's not fun, sideline it. You can do that this week at your club and it'll pay off. Act 3. Big Goals Most people like to be part of something big and challenging. So, set your club some lofty goals to pursue, such as helping someone unfortunate in the community, winning the next Remembrance Day, Oceana DX or John Moyle Memorial Contest. Why not go for all three? Arrange a competition with other local clubs for a weekly fox hunt challenge. Run a trivia contest over the local repeater. Build a station for your local school as a long-term project. And when I say build, I mean build with a soldering iron. Involve the school in building it. The point is, in Act 2, find a goal that works for your club and give everyone a chance to work towards achieving it. Act 3. Sharing is caring. Now, once you have a club where the fun police have done their job, a club that is pursuing the enjoyment of the hobby with some big goals that gets back to the roots of what the hobby is about and people really love doing it, the time has come to share the experience. Set up a special open day, make sure the fun of your club is exemplified by showcasing and allowing people to experience amateur radio and electronics in an immersive and hands-on manner, whatever your club loves to do, and invite your kids, your grandkids, friends, or anyone else. Get them involved. Act 4. The Big Question An issue that we hear frequently is that it is very difficult to find an exam. With the number of assessors and clubs around, this just shouldn't be the case, but it is. So if your club runs exams, make sure you have a process set up to respond to exam candidates quickly. And if the process fails, have a backup. So that's four simple acts that your club can start thinking about and discussing this week. Or make up your own plan. The important point is to ask, why would someone want to take up the hobby and keep doing it? 
and then give your club members and potential club members every chance to amplify the experience and build a club experience that's compelling. Once you've done that, take steps to remove friction in the experience. So have a great day. I'll see you at the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention. So don't forget to arrange your travel and book your tickets as soon as it's only eight weeks away on the 18th to 20th of May. Bookings are available through the WIA.org website. This has been David Ford, VK4, Mike Zulu, with some out there ideas. So go get out there. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.